Welcome to episode 20. We are live tonight. Joining you is me, Jeff. Me, JT. Ryan. Welcome, guys. It's been a couple weeks. It has. Good to see you guys. I'm glad that we're doing this in person. Yeah, it's a lot easier to talk face-to-face than to wait for that delay over the uh, internet broadways. That, and I just like looking at you guys. Oh. You're so sexy. Yeah. I'm really disappointed because I now that I can see you, you both had Michigan State gear on, and I completely meant to put my Michigan State shirt on that I got for Christmas for tonight, and then life happened today. It's been a rough few weeks for us Michigan State fans. Oh, uh, it has. It All has. that, and you, you jinxed it, and you're not going to lose tonight. No, the oh, game got canceled. Oh, did it? Yeah, canceled? fucking oh, Indiana yeah. canceled too, so that's yep. two of them now. Yeah, yep. Got the COVID spreading. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> little Stevie Izzo. Honestly, spreading. maybe we need a little bit of a break right now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the rest of the team can practice while yeah. a couple of COVID guys get healthy. Practice, regroup, whatever the fuck they need to do. Right. Yeah, especially since Michigan's on a tear, man. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. They're going to crush us this year. I'm glad Josh isn't here tonight so we could throw his little two cents in. Yeah, right. Because all of a sudden he's a basketball fan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. A lot of U of M football fans are, are turning and uh, big-time basketball all fans. All of a sudden, now. what do you know? Yeah, weird. Yeah, craziness. Well, awesome. I... Looking forward to the show tonight. We're going to be doing our regular What's Cooking segment coming up after this, and then we're going to follow that up, talking about some rumors and echoes of the warp. And then we're going to spend a little time talking about the new Deepkin and how they are actually playing on the table instead of just talking Theory Hammer now that there's been a few games played with them. Can we call them Deepkin 2.0 since Jeremy already ran the 1.0 version? Sure. All right, cool. Aren't they almost the same? It's kind of like, yes. yeah, Deepkin 1.1. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's 2.0. <laughs> That's true. It's not a whole new release. It's just an update. Just an update. An upgrade. Upgrade. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Hang on, guys. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoy the show. It's time to enter the dojo. Welcome to Snake Eyes. A Cobra Kai Gaming Dojo podcast. Ooh wee! It's time to find out what's cooking. This segment is brought to you by Golden Rhino Games, setting the gold standard in tabletop gaming. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are. Time for the uh, What's Cooking segment, where we're going to talk about what we're doing on our grills as well as what we're doing on our hobby tables. So we're going to start off as usual with Ryan. Hey, Ryan. No way. What's w- cooking? Weird. Uh, nothing. I- I've actually been a little smokeless in the past week and a half. Oh, that's sad. So yeah. For my pastrami. <laughs> yeah, the pastrami hasn't happened. My wife has uh, has went a little too far, in my opinion, with the honey to-do list. Or honey oh, do list. yes. So now I have a massive project, and that's tied me up the, literally the entire week. That's why I was a little late getting over here today. I know. You're super quiet all week. It's I know. weird. It's because I'm, I'm back to work. Yeah, working in the garage. Say, you talked more when you worked your real job. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't, can't hear the phone ding with all those power tools going off around you. <laughs> So yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing's been on the trigger. Um, last Sunday, uh, I did do kind of like a hibachi style uh, meal on the Blackstone. Oh, that sounds was, delicious. Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, the steak and chicken. I was gonna do shrimp, but wife didn't want shrimp. Um, so we did steak and chicken with rice and and pineapple. Yum. Can't beat it. Can't yeah. beat it. Yeah. So Blackstone is a good second to uh, to the trigger, but yeah, haven't haven't smoked anything. 
And again, I kind of got caught up with a project at the house, so the pastrami hasn't happened yet either. That's still in the freezer. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time to stick pastrami in a bucket. I know, of salt. but it's, I got to look up the recipe. I got to figure out what All right, so the we're, details we're up about to 15 minutes. Yeah, and then okay. I got to go to the store. I got to get the stuff. I got to, yeah, it's just, okay. hasn't happened yet. All right. It'll happen. Holding, uh, holding our breath over here. Well, you don't have to hold your breath to hear about my hobby news this week, oh, though. Oh, what do we got? I got quite a bit of hobby news. Um, I've been putting together a shit ton of Legion stuff uh, the past two weeks, basically. Um, so I think I've gotten close to like a thousand points assembled now for the droid army. So what's a good size game? 800 points is the standard. So, like, the little game that you saw us play, right. that was, we played 500 points last week. Yeah, so, so, 500 points is, like, the skirmish level game on a 3x3. Three three. Okay. Um, the starter set is 250, 300 points, right, right in that. It's just a little bit under 500 points is what you get in the starter box. Okay. So, basically, then once you get in the skirmish level, it's, like, the starter box plus a unit, and that kind of gets you to the, the minimum 500-point game. All right. So and then 800 points well, is standard. Would you say 800 is equivalent, like, 1,500 ish, 40k? Uh, 2,000? No, there's way less models on the table. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there may be as many units. Like, you'll have eight or nine units. But, but like, then, three dudes. Yeah, it's like, right. like clones start with like four dudes in a unit. Droids start with like six guys in a unit. Okay. So it's a lot less guys. So it's a, a, couple it's a smaller less scale game, then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely a smaller scale game. All right. Um, at least for the, the standard. You, you can obviously play bigger games if you of want course. to. But yeah, so I've gotten a lot of those. Uh, put together, I set up my painting area. I finally got a um, uh, the airbrush filter. Oh, the, the fan hoods. box? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the fan box. Yep. Finally got that in. So I set up my paint area in a different part in the basement in my workroom now. Going to put a light over it, um, put some shelves on there, and then I'll be hopefully fully back up to, to airbrushing at that point then. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be my, my next project. My finally my wife's project. No, haven't opened that yet. I did open the, the air... Box filter so, thing. So you got that kick-ass, harder and stupid airbrush, but you've never used it? Never used that. Never used the sweet-ass compressor I got. Okay. I don't use it anymore either. I wasn't a fan. Oh, oh really? The airbrush? Oh, I'll take it off your hands. So what are you back to? Just my... Sotar? 2020 Sotar, yeah. I'll trade you a Sotar for that bad boy. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, that might happen. Fuck uh, yeah, I was looking to get a new one anyway. This I is, love it. This isn't a judgmental question. This is a hobby-curious question. Right. What would you do with two of the same airbrush? The one I have is wearing out. Oh, okay. Just because yeah. you yeah, yeah. so much I gotcha. just beat the shit out of it. I just didn't know, like, a, no, no. Yeah. Like a dual application, no. like dual fist in these no, it, things? It's a great, great question. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing it out okay. at this point. I've used it so, so much. So it's kind of an upgrade. Seals are kind of going on it a little bit. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think I fucked it up a little bit because I soaked it in um, rubbing alcohol in my Sonic Cleanser. Okay. And it was... Hasn't performed quite the same since. I thought like that's what you're supposed to do. Not no, not dip the whole bush. not the oh, whole thing. And I okay. did the whole thing. Okay. So I kind of trashed it a little bit. My, my bad. <laughs> Lesson learned. Hey, you know, it's, right. you can get a new one now, so yeah. it's, it's gonna well, work out. Gently used. Oh, as is I the did, Sotar, gently I, used. I did use it. No, it just wasn't your style. Just wasn't. Yeah, just okay. Wasn't a good fit. Fair enough. So hopefully the next uh, week or two, I'll get the the. The new hobby workspace all up and running. Cool. Which will be now, good. The other thing I could do to also, because the one that JT has is the point, uh, .02 needle. And I also have a point zero four needle for it also. Oh, so I could that, just have one of each so I wouldn't have to swap out. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I have the Patriot too that I used to just blast yeah. primer and shit. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what I got. I'm hoping to get back on the smoker here soon and hopefully start getting some paint down on these Legion models as well. Nice. 
Jeremy, how about you, buddy? What's uh, cooking? Not much that I can remember. Uh, so I know <laughs> what I did. Well, you had some ribs last weekend. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, so I did a queso. Oh, yeah, that was delicious, by Friday. the way. Yeah, that was which, awesome. Big winner. Which was my uh, payment for the bet that we made as far as when the uh, stands were going to come out. <laughs> so, yeah, I was way off. It was really good. Yeah, hey, I'm going to laugh, by the way. If, like, at the end of this month they, they pull a Nurgle and they say, oh, shit, we can't release it in February, and then you have to repay me when I win. Because that doesn't count, just so you know. Well, just because you couldn't eat it doesn't mean it doesn't count. I, no, it doesn't count at all. You you made that for Jeff. You didn't make that for me. So when Jeff then gets delayed and I am the actual winner, you can make something for me. Still. It's not happening, Ryan. It might. No, it's not happening. I mean, it could get delayed. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> they would have already announced it. They haven't even announced the release date yet. It's coming. Yeah, I know. Nurgle's next week. It's going to be like two weeks after that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, so I made that case of it. Yeah, it turned out really good. It was actually just a super simple recipe that I found on their app. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I loved. I don't. Did you put the exact portions of meat that I told you to, or did you put no, extra well, meat? Well, they in actually said to use pork sausage, and I don't really care for that, so I just put burger in. I okay. Just threw burger in until it was good. Right. I no, probably, it, I liked. Uh, it was very dense, and yeah. I like dense shit, so it was good. Yeah, that was probably because well, that was like a pound and a half or almost two pounds of burger. <laughs> it tasted like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. So, uh, how long do you guys smoke that queso for? 30 minutes. That was 45. Okay. That's what the recipe called for. And um, dumb question. I know I've seen the picture on the Trader Facebook group a million times. You cooked the beef beforehand? Yeah. Okay. I did, yeah. Right, yeah, you cooked the beef. You just and then, so you're basically just melting the cheese. Exactly. You're just throwing all your ingredients. You're just in, doing that at 180? And then melting all. It's no. usually hot and like... Three three fifty. Oh so really? Yeah, yeah. It was like okay. Yeah, like three, I think it was. Yeah, it's like you're throwing it in the oven. Okay. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, but it turned out all smoky and good. Yeah, it was I, great. I bought smoked gouda at the uh, the deli at Meyer too. So Can't nice. go wrong with smoked gouda. Kind of cheated my way into it. Just <laughs> smoky, smoky taste to it. So, yeah, that turned out really well. Um, and then I did ribs. I did ribs on uh, Saturday, which looked damn good. Oh, How'd you do them? They're delicious. I actually used the uh, the three two one method. Excellent. Um. So yeah, that turned out okay. Um, feel like maybe I didn't do the brown sugar part right, but maybe I did. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know if it made a difference, but hard to tell because I don't have a, a sample otherwise. <laughs> so, but no, they turned no, out nothing great. to judge it against. Yeah. Uh, next time you do them, just do five hours unwrapped at two twenty-five because that is an, another way to cook them and just see which one you like better. Actually, I kind of did that. So I cut off the ends because they were kind of weird looking. And you just did them? And I just threw them unwrapped mm-hmm. and just let them go the whole way. So Trisha liked those more because they got more like crunchy. crunchy Super, yeah, yeah. Cr- I did it before too, and they were damn good. But you could have taken, because they are so little, you could have probably took those off like an hour before, and they would have been just perfect. Okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, so Trisha ate most of those. Um, but yeah, that's, I was actually, so we made, uh, recipe that she found earlier in the day. They were like these pizza pocket things. They were whatever. those are good. I saw her <laughs> shit on Facebook, man. Yeah, those look awesome. We tried those, so they, they turned out all right. Um, but we ate it like because I was I ordered the souffle cups on Amazon. Okay, so we had to wait for them to come before we could make them. Uh, they didn't show up till like two, so we didn't eat those till like three, three thirty, and the ribs are gonna be done at like six. Oh yeah, <laughs> so day. I was like, yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not even hungry. So I tried a little bit. I let them rest for, you know, like an hour, and, and then I about 10 o'clock, I was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry again, so then that's when I finally tried them, so I didn't get to try them really fresh. Um, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, they turned out right, but that was what dinner was on Sunday, so I didn't have to cook, so that worked out perfect. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think, then I think I did uh, ribeyes one night, I'm not sure what night it was, uh, they were on Meyer. that turned out really well, too. Uh, 
first time actually doing like a good cut of steak on the Traeger. Oh, good. Because uh, I was doing like whatever cheap pieces of meat. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you cook them for? Uh, until they were done. I mean, <laughs> oh. like at a low temp or high tire temp? Or? No, I did them on a higher temp. I did them on like 350, and I just cooked them to or like whatever, 120. Okay. Whatever uh, medium rare is. You're about 40 degrees off from where you need to be on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for Mr. Well Done over there. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. No, that didn't turn them out black with ketchup, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and then I finished them on the on the uh, cast iron skillet on, on the inside. Oh, Perfect. cool. It's crazy how well that works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would uh, wouldn't mind getting like a blackstone just to do it all there on the outside. Yeah. I'm mean, not that it's warm out right now, but uh, that'd be even even more convenient. Right. They got some great deals on blackstones all the time. Oh, I know. I see them. I keep looking at them, but I think the garage needs to get done before I buy one of those. That's only so. 22 inches. It's not. It doesn't take a lot of room. Yeah, great. I know, but I just want my finished space done first, so we'll see. That's I'm fair. sure by the end, not even by the end of summer. I'm sure like midway through summer, I'll probably be. <laughs> It's dude. If you guys are big breakfast people, it's amazing. It yeah. cooks everything, and then there's no cleanup. You know, if you cook a pound of bacon, like you got a lot of grease to clean yeah. up, and and you got to do something with it. And this is there's no cleanup. You just scrape it off, and that's oh, it. Oh, it goes into like a little bucket. Or yeah, something, just goes a in a little bucket, and I mean, you you're not cleaning your surface. It's just scrape and done. My problem with the Blackstone is there's just very few healthy things you're going to cook on there. That's fair. You, you know, put chicken on it, man. They're all good. Okay, but chicken's great on the Traeger, too. And yep. that's that's the only thing that's like really holding me back is, like, it's all full of grease and fat. And, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, you just use vegetable oil. Vegetable, like... Okay. It's better than, than well, bacon grease. Olive oil, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. What any, any kind of oil you want, you can use it. Sure. And then, it's, again, Still, it's great for searing anything that you smoke. That that I'm sure is true. And people do wings on them too, which we know how good the the blacks area right. the Traeger wings are. I don't see why they need anything else? Don't know. All right, I haven't done them because they're so good on the Traeger. No, but, you finish yeah. yours off in the deep fryer, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I will be doing that soon. That's my goal. Next time I do wings, okay. I've done frozen wings a couple times just in the fryer, but yeah, I want to smoke my wings on the Traeger and then. Interesting. Sounds delish. It's gonna be delish. Um. Then tomorrow I'm actually gonna make a uh, a roast oh, on, on, on the, the smoker. Oh yeah, so nice. I tried to do it a few weeks ago, but I had uh, we were out shopping and I grabbed it thinking that it would be a quick cook. And then when I got home and looked at recipes, mm-hmm. it was like a six seven hour right. cook. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Are they are they having you know, like marinated overnight too or no? They were uh, so you cook it for like an hour and a half, two hours on low degree, mm-hmm. um, and then you wrap it with uh, beef broth and then cook it for another like four hours and then unwrap it and then cook it for another two. Yeah, it was a super long process. Sounds too. amazing though. It's yeah. my, my father-in-law, he did one on his Traeger and I don't like, you can't beat a roast in the crock. As much as I love smoked meat, you can't beat a roast in a crock pot. Right. I And I just, I don't see how it's going to have that same kind of fall apart tenderness, which is it's supposed to. It's when a you stupid thing to long. say because all the other meat that I've cooked on there Fall apart. does that. Right. So why wouldn't I don't know? It's yeah. just it's totally different than the crock pot. The other thing that I don't like about the crock pot roast is it's super greasy. Yeah. I'm hoping that this will fix that issue. Oh, yeah. it should. Yeah, most so. of the grease should just drip right off. And, and I like that recipe of you do the low temp smoke and then you wrap it with the broth and that's going to get your tenderness. And then you put it back on there to kind of get like, because I, I always sear my meat before I put it in the, in the crock pot. So you just have that nice little nice little bark right. on the top for, yep. your, for your roast. Yep. And, yeah, I, it yeah sounds so good. I'm going to try that out uh, tomorrow probably well, at some point. I, I want to see some uh, reports on the Facebook group. Yeah, I want to see some reports. I want to get a taste as well. well 
travel out to Eaton Rapids tomorrow. Yeah, say you got welcome to come out. Um, don't no traveling on Sunday though. Roads aren't going to be safe. Oh, they're not. Huh? I got to work on no, Sunday. No, that's not somebody posted on Facebook today. Please, everyone, stay home on Sunday. Oh, like you saying don't go to the Capitol, or are you saying like don't leave your house? Because <laughs> I think going to Horrocks to buy some fucking cheese will be okay on Sunday. Right. You never know. No, Things could pop off. Hey, hey, that's why you stay stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, and then I have to work Sunday, so don't come over Sunday. <laughs> you have to you have to work, or are you going downtown on Sunday? No, I'll be uh, downtown Lake Odessa. So. Pest pest control at the Capitol. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of pests there for sure. Start spraying all those cockroaches. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Because like I said, I did one a few weeks ago, and I didn't let it cook long enough, so it just ended up being like a poor man's brisket. Yeah. So, I mean, it was still good, and it didn't last long. So, you can't say that it didn't do its purpose and yeah. filled somebody up. So No, um, there's a few things I want to do. That's one of them. I want to do the, the pork belly burn ends that you did. Yeah, Jeff. I could have done that better. Uh, well, it, first time through. Exactly, yeah. It's right. Um, I, Give they me the tips you got. They didn't cook long enough. Okay. That was my. That was the biggest. They, they could have been a lot more caramelized. Um, I'm not sure what the exact answer to that is. Because, you know, you had them in that, you throw them in that tin, yeah. you know, you kind of cook in there. I think they even might have been a little bit better if you did that in there for a while than if you had, like, a, a cooking basket or something mm-hmm. where they could get a little dried out a little bit more to give that crispier burnt end Yeah, that makes sense. Taste. That, the back to the roast recipe, do you put cook that in a tin at first? No, you throw it right in the grate, and then you put it in a thing. Because I feel like that'd be a great way to catch all that juice initially then just throw it back in yeah, with your tin foil. I think somebody had said that on some Facebook group. Somebody well. suggested that. Or, yeah, okay. or it could have been for something else. This is actually that one, uh, that girl that you were talking about that does videos. I yeah, her name. the Hey Grill Hey. That's it, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... a lot of people, instead of wrapping their pork shoulders, that's what they do is they'll just put their pork shoulder in a tin so it still catches all that juices. Right. So it's pseudo-wrapped, but then it's not wrapped. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the first time I actually wrapped something while I cooked it when I did the ribs on Saturday. Yeah, okay. So usually I just let it, let it ride because I got all kinds of time. Right. Well, when you eventually get your Costco membership, they have awesome prices on foil. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm just saying. Foil and, and the those t- trays. And the tinfoil trays, yeah. Way cheaper than my, like, yep. less than half. Cheaper and you get more. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know about the membership because I'm getting that quarter cow here in the spring. Oh, there you go. So I don't know it if takes I want away. To, sure. Yeah. Take Especially away with my, if I'm not going to. And then how good said, prices Mark Meyer has on pork. What's that? If you ever want to go, let me know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, like like Ryan just said, yeah, uh, Myers can't beat their pork prices. Well, when it's on sale, at least. It's always Which on seems sale. seems like yeah, lately. Ever, ever since COVID right. started, man. Right. It's, just it's even been longer than that. that. It's ever since Clemens opened down, yeah. down in Coldwater. They process those pigs close to, to close to home. I'm sure Meyer picked up on it. But, That'd be smart. Yeah, so that's it. Cooking-wise, uh, hobby-wise, I finished two more Morgas Archive okay. for Ryan. Uh, which brings me down to 10 more horses, two more Archai, and um, Archon. Archon, if I ever if, get them to If you. I ever get them. And the big and guy then, himself, and though. Cat- and then Catacross, and then oh, I'm yeah. done. So, and Holy shit, that's like four units, man. Yeah, and everything's prime, except for Catacross. I haven't built him yet. Awesome. So, yeah, we uh, work on, the t- on that this weekend. Um, and I've just been putting together the Legion models that I had left over, and then basically organizing all the cards... Um, cause some people get their orders 
in a timely fashion. <laughs> and some that order the, the same day, two hours later, still hasn't got a shipping notification. I don't think it was even two hours later. I think it was like 20 minutes later. Yeah, maybe. So the stuff that's been out of stock, Jeff, for... I, I, before we started playing, which was a few right. months ago, like for like six months, really good units for the clone army, but out of stock forever. And uh, somebody on the Facebook group says, like, this is not a, not a drill. Like, they're back in stock. And so I put it out to the uh, to Jeremy. I jumped on the website. I ordered them. He got on shortly after I did. Same, I mean, literally, like, like an hour apart at most. And I got a shipping notification. I told you, I think it was like, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't that long it ago. It wasn't that long ago, and all of a sudden I get FedEx at my door today. I'm like, oh, what the hell did my wife order? My fucking two boxes of art troopers that I ordered. Nice. He hadn't got a shipping notice yet. <laughs> they just charged my card today, so I'm hopeful. All right, coming <laughs> in. The worst part is EO has two sitting on their shelf right now that I can just go get. Yeah. Yeah, if I hadn't ordered them. Yeah, because they cause they got back in stock, so Evo ordered them, and Evo right. got their order as well. So I sent it. I took a picture of that today and sent it to Jeremy. <laughs> and you just know, rubbing salt in the wound. Talk about <clears throat> excuse me. Talk about uh, weights. I had or when Vince was here. Yeah. was that June? That sounds about. It was right. June. Yeah, yeah when Vince was here around. in June, uh, he was you know talking a lot about those Vallejo metallics in like the big bottles, yeah. the big fat bottles. And he was talking about a way to make like a brass color is to mix the gold and the copper. Well, I had the copper, but I didn't have the gold. Okay. And like I couldn't, Dan was out at uh-huh. AFK. I couldn't find any. So I ordered some from Michigan Toy Soldier. And in said, June. Yeah, we're out, of, we're out of stock. It'll be a couple weeks before okay. we get it in. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'll wait a couple weeks. And I'm like, you said a couple weeks, but he goes, yeah, they're not in yet. And that's when I also ordered that matte varnish. So then like a couple weeks later, He's like, all right, well, the matte varnish is in. Do you want us to just wait and ship them both at the same time? or Because the gold's still not in yet. I'm like, no, go ahead and ship the varnish. Yep. I need it. <laughs> he goes, okay. So uh, today I got an email from him. I, out of curiosity, had you forgotten about this? Oh, no. Okay. I had not. Because that would have been great had you right, forgotten no, about no. it. I had not forgotten about it. But so today I got an email. I said, hey, I got it back in stock. Do you still want it? Yeah. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Send it on over. I'm surprised in the... Six months, seven months that it's been, you didn't say fuck it and just ordered it for somewhere else. No one had it. Oh, really? Yeah, I could not find it anywhere. Had you looked like again recently? Um, not within the last couple weeks. Okay, but, you know well, that's last, recent then. Within the last couple months, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, your patience paid off at least. Well, what else was I going to do? <laughs> no other option, right? Yeah, yeah. forced patience. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that. Uh, I don't think I've really worked on anything else. Um, did you put She-Hulk together yet? Oh, yeah, I did put those together, too. Yeah, the new uh, Crisis Protocol models that came out this month. Um, got Angela Enchantress and She-Hulk put together. Good. So, how about you? You got yours put together? No. I didn't no. think so. My She-Hulk box is in the middle of the basement floor, though. So <laughs> means J- Jameson was fucking with it. He was looking at it. Yeah, right? yeah he's checking out She-Hulk. He probably has a crush on her. <laughs> She-Hulk? She-Hulk. Oh, Hulk. Yeah, it's Hulk's yeah. cousin. She like got shot or she she was wounded somehow I think by the gangsters. So he juiced her up and he's like, "Oh, here you need a blood transfusion. Here's some Hulk blood." And now she is She Hulk. Awesome. Yeah, super. But she's like super controlled. Sounds like a cool story. She's just She Hulk all the time. Yeah. Okay. She she doesn't transform. She's a lawyer by day. Yeah. She's out there to fight for justice. Sounds like she's very uh, current. Yes. Yes. Current is she's been around for a while. Been, like her, her well, outfits I'm, very I'm like nineteen eighties. Like her time has come. See, oh. when, when they created her, she wasn't so cool. But now she's very, she's very in. She yeah, saw Ray in Star Wars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
For real? Yeah. It's one of like the 12 or, uh, Marvel things that are coming out. Time to cancel that station. <laughs> yeah, she's a super popular character. It sounds like it. She's really good in the game, too. So The shit that they, like, they banned and like, hey, you can't use this card anymore because it's just stupid good. She now just has that card. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, she's okay. what, what Hulk should have been. She's what Hulk should have been, yeah. All right. But I think they're trying to make some statements here. I think so. Yeah. Well, it is all about women power right now. Right? Uh, the A-Force is... Yeah, she's got a whole team like, affiliation. It's nothing but the female All chicks. Here. They're woke. And they're fucking good. They are woke. I'll play them. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You'll succumb to them. Yes. I, I will let them succumb all over me. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for the reminder on that, Ryan. No problem. But yeah, other than that, I think that's all I got. What about you, Jeff? Well, it's been kind of an interesting couple weeks for me. Uh, let's see, as far as the Traeger is concerned, I haven't really been doing a ton. I did knock out some fajitas last weekend, which is like a super standard that's for us. That's a standard, yep. Yeah, I've been trying to eat a little bit healthier, pack a lot of salads for lunch, and leftover fajitas are awesome on salads. Yeah. So spice up your salad a little bit. Yeah, give it a little little zing, a little Good. flavor. So, so I like when I usually do it. I do about six chicken breasts plus the onion, the onions and the peppers. Do you always do uh, chicken or do you steak fajitas? As well? I always do chicken. Okay. I, Have you done the steak? Not on the Traeger. Okay. No, just because chicken's generally healthier, and if I'm cooking that up, it's just trying trying to be a little healthier when I'm eating. But. I do love steak fajitas. Yeah. If I go to a restaurant and order fajitas, it's steak. <laughs> but if I do it at home, it's just chicken. Uh, so, yeah, I knocked that out, and I haven't really done a whole lot else, though I did grab a couple of um, of the pork tenderloins at Meyer this week for buy one, get one free. Good. And you can't beat two pork tenderloins for 10 bucks. It's insane. Like said, Absolutely. They're, they're pork deals. Yep. When you get an eight-pound pork shoulder for eight bucks, or right. the ribs end up being $7 a piece for two for racks. Two yeah, yeah. like, yeah, babe. What the heck, man? 14 for one, so yeah. the other, I got the other one. Yeah, $6, $7 yeah. slab right. of ribs, you can't beat that. No, you can't beat it. Yeah, so I grabbed a couple of those. I'll probably do those up uh, this weekend or next week, Okay, somewhere in there. Yeah, I might try to hit that sale before they uh, end it. Yeah, I'm probably going go, tomorrow. Go, I'm going to do ribs this weekend. Yeah, go tomorrow. Yeah, jump on it for sure. So, yeah, that's it for me for uh, the Traeger for the, the cooking segment. And as far as my hobby segment goes, have, for me, I have not done a ton of painting this week last week i did get a bunch in i knocked out that uh that goblin grotto table yeah which is great thank you i'm uh, very very pleased with how that turned very out colorful it is colorful <laughs> that's what the hey shrooms are colorful man <laughs> a lot of mushrooms the best ones you is, do it, are, right? Is, right. Is, is your hand bothering you what do you mean you didn't paint it all this weekend i didn't this say week? at all i didn't say much okay uh so Last Sunday, I did spend a ton of time on the airbrush working on my alloplexes for my um, deep kit army. That's the sharks for the, sharks for, for, the lame yep, people. For you guys out there who are laymen's alloplexes. And I'm making progress on that. I'm trying to do a nice paint job on them so uh-huh. I'm not just blasting through it. So that's slowing me down a little bit. Uh, but I also got a hold from a buddy of mine is on his way back to college this week to take up a, a nursing major and he contacted me about a month ago and said, Hey man, I got this uh, resin printer that I have that I'm not going to use cause I'm going to be going to school real quick. I was going to make a joke about you having a college buddy or a friend that's in college. And then right. I realized who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's 50 ish. <laughs> no, he, he's going continue. back to school. He's, he's looking to change careers. So, 
he's uh, looking to jump back into some classes, and he knows he's not going to have a lot of free time. So he had bought this resin printer when it was on sale, never got around to it. So he said, hey, man, if you just want to use this why, until I have the time to play with it myself, go okay. for it. So I said, okay. So how's it going? Did you get set up? I got it set up. Uh, so, yeah, m- all my painting time this week has been kind of dedicated to working on that. Okay. Uh, so I got it set up. In the setup, I got to say, out of the box, it was freaking easy. Do you yeah. have it up here? No, it's downstairs. So, like, looking at a normal 3D printer size, or the normal compared to what you have, yeah. like, how big is this thing? About is half diff- of that. Okay. Yeah, about about half of an FDM printer. Is it a lot different than these 3D printers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very, very different. It works completely different. Okay. Um. So I got it set up, and I got the test print. That printed out great. Okay. No problem with great. And then I've tried three prints since then, and all of them have failed. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same thing three times or three different things? Three, uh, two of one and one of another. Okay. Uh, but they're the same type of thing. I'm just, I'm trying to print a couple of bases just okay. as like a first print. So what's failed? It, it It's not attaching to the, the, the print bread. It's like pulling off of that as it's trying to rise up. Okay. It's like pulling it off of the, of the print bread. Is there something in the program, the slicer program that you can adjust? Uh, I've talked to some people who you have... You do this kind of printing, and I've get, taken a couple of suggestions from them, uh, but obviously I don't have it dialed in yet. But this is just yesterday, so what's it supposed like? How's it supposed to stick to the bed? Okay, just by heat. Yeah, it adheres. It adheres to the bed. Okay. Um. So, like, how like the standard like like one of these behind the FDM uh-huh. printer works is, it starts at the at the bottom and it builds up. Yeah. Right. Well. The resin printer does the same thing, but instead of going down and building up, it still goes down to up on the model, but it prints it upside down. Okay. And then the, so like you have this vat of resin on the bottom, and then your build plate drops into the resin. Okay. And then there's a like a UV, kind of like a laser light, and that that tags the resin and cures it against your plate. Okay. And then it slowly rises up, and it keeps curing resin as it rises. Mm-hmm. And then it will pull out of pull out of the vat, and you'll start seeing your model emerging from this vat as it rises up and prints more and more layers. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's some alien sound and shit right there. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very different than what this <laughs> is. Um, so once I get it dialed in, I'm very excited because I was completely stoked by the little test sample that came out. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is incredible quality, and it's super neat and. I can really see myself printing off a, a bunch of like miniatures, you know. Um, oh, like Bretonians? Yeah, well, exactly like Bretonians. Uh, or demons. The demon <laughs> thing I backed. Did, did you end up backing the Bretonians? Yeah. Okay. I did, yeah. Who knows if I'll ever use. Did you look at that after I sent it to you with like all the stretch goals and shit on there? I just saw like the big like initial models Dude, that I had to Click offer. that link and look at like their like the showpiece mm-hmm. centerpieces of the army. Oh my God! There's some great stuff in there. Stay tuned, everybody. Next week we're gonna have a show about Ninth Age. Right. Jeff's going back to <laughs> no, no shit. Back so, to Bretonians. <laughs> there's a, there's a number of the bigger things in there that you could easily use for other things. Okay. You know, it's not. He's just preparing himself for when the uh, new Warhammer game comes out. Right. <laughs> the old world. The He's gonna painted an army in day one. Yeah, and they already had an article. They're gonna play Bretonians. And the cool thing is, is even if they like scale, have a set smaller scale, uh-huh. I'll just scale the miniatures down. <laughs> Perfect. It, it should be awesome. Yep. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to getting this dialed in and trying some stuff out. 
Um, it is way more expensive to print okay. uh, in the resin than it is uh, the you know PLA. Um, just the material cost. It's Would about you buy just like a like a chunk of resin or what is it? it it's it's liquid. Okay, it's liquid. Uh, it's about the size of a Powerade bottle. Okay, and it comes in. It's technically a liter. Okay, and it's about it was forty bucks for a liter. Okay, where, um, like the the PLA is about twenty bucks for a roll of material, and I'm guessing it, you'll probably get about the same amount of production. Okay, so you figure about twice as much. But then again, you're not printing the size things that you normally or that I would normally print with a regular with the regular standard uh, 3D printer. So you're printing a smaller, more intricate things, uh, stuff that you really care about that fine detail, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I have a couple of friends who have them. I've been very impressed with what I've seen come off of their printers, and they use the same brand, a okay. uh, different model, but I should be able to get that kind of quality. Okay. They're printing at a little bit better speed because they is, pay. What is the printer? Uh, it's the AnyCubic Photon. Okay. Uh, and it's just the base model. I think uh, they still have their like Christmas sale going on. I think you can pick one up for one hundred and seventy bucks. Oh, yeah. is this the one that you were? That sounds looking about right. At? Yeah. That being said, if I were to buy it myself, I would splurge to do the next minimum, the next yeah. model up, because like your print time is half. Wow. That that alone, I think, would. You know, when you're talking 300 bucks versus 170 bucks, yeah, I think you could justify that with the with the speed. Well, especially miniatures. You know, you're not doing a building that okay, it takes a day. You're right. doing 40 miniatures right. in a unit. Now, that being said, through my experience of having a standard, you know, FL, FLM 3D printer, you know, it's all about that speed when you first start going. But then you realize you're still printing way faster than you're ever going to paint shit yeah. and get it up and going. You know, so. You know, patience is the key. With before too long, you're gonna have way more than you can keep up with anyway. But that being said, I still wouldn't mind a little bit faster than what this goes. Yeah. Um, and also, if I do get into it and I do really like it, and I do end up buying my own, actually, I would probably splurge even more and go for the one with the double the print area. Okay. Can you do like two models at once? Oh yeah, you could. You could on. This print bed, you could probably, like as a, a whole model, it would you could probably do an eel from okay. from the deep kit. Okay. So something about an eel size and that length mm-hmm. and maybe two eels wide. Okay. That, that's about it. So I think it's about like seven inches by three inches right around there. Okay. That's about what your print bed size is. And like I said, they have an extra large one that's about twice that. Uh-huh. Um, at least in area. And if I were to do it, I would just go all in and get some so I can print some bigger things. Makes sense. Yeah, because there's some, like, killer vehicles out there and stuff. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and if you don't care about copyright infringement, you can... <laughs> hey, you print a whole Legion army. It's all online. See, there's files for Warlord Titans out there. Yeah. And, yeah, not that, I mean, it cost you a few hundred dollars and. Resin probably, but but better than a thousand dollars, right? You know, if if you don't mind doing that stuff, and yeah, if you really it's like want China Forge in your backyard, right? <laughs> right, absolutely true, with better quality than China Forge too. Wow, you know, at least that's what it looks like to me. Okay, so yeah, I'm excited. I'll report more on it as I get more into it cool. and get Look things figured out. And yeah, I got to figure out the supports and stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's where I'm having some problems. So, yep, that's it for me. Sweet. And you guys got anything else? 
Nope. All right. Well, that's it for what what's cooking. We'll be back in a couple minutes, and we'll be talking about some echoes in the work. Hey everybody, welcome back to Echoes of the Warp. In Echoes in the Warp, keeping the tradition alive here. I'm gonna get it one of these days. Yeah, I'm, I promise you. I okay. will. Almost verbatim from the last time. <laughs> it's uh, just a recording. We got to it in. Uh, we actually do have a release to talk about, though. Oh, it's coming out uh, next week or Saturday, I should say, which will be before this episode. But next week, you guys will have the ability to order uh, all the new Death Guard stuff. Right. So. Um, as far as I know, there's not any kits coming out with them, uh, other than the, the terrain. Is no, that the have, only kit? They got the terrain, and then they had that new character. Okay. Flamethrower, but... Yeah, so you, you're going to get a new character. Not really sure where he's... A terrain available. kit, but the terrain looks sweet. Uh, but the big news is, is you're going to get the, the new codex. Uh, there's not a ton of rework model-wise to the army. Um, they are releasing the new uh, patrol box uh, that everybody's getting, the combat patrol. Yeah, the combat patrol. Which yep. that's that, that looks like a pretty good deal. You get 30 poxwalkers, uh, typhus, seven plague marines, and then some putrefiler character. I don't know, you get another character guy. Yeah, it looks like they're reboxing the poxwalkers as well. Okay. That's going to be also released. All right. Yeah, because the only way to get them before was either the starter set or the easy to build. Where they were like five, five of them. Oh, five of them. they never actually had their own box. <laughs> they never came out of a box. Oh, box really? Form, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, that's why they made them sweet, supposedly. So I guess it's a new release. <laughs> yeah, you got to sell all the boxes. Uh, so yeah, again, that stuff. Which is, this is the first um, kind of release since Game Workshop that did their kind of rewind, slow down, whatever you want to call it, to right. catch up, which is good. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you, you bought a box of ten box walkers and you opened it up and it was like two five men. Easy to build boxes inside, <laughs> inside the box. Like, like literally a reboxing. I can see that shit. It saved time. I, absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, they didn't. They probably didn't get new sprues. Who? I don't know. Maybe, you know? Maybe. I don't know if they're all easy to build or not. Who knows? But there that would are, be hilarious. There are, but there's like 10 different sculpts in the, in the starter box, and there's like five out of the uh, easy to build okay. box. Yeah, yeah, two easy to builds in the 10-man. Right. There you go. There's yeah. 20 Done. guys. Uh, but no, that, that's good news. Hopefully, this means Games Workshop is back on track. Um, I, I think saw, I do think it's going to be still a little slower than what we were seeing before this. Shipping or release schedule? Releasing. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see you know every week. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, I probably I'm picture more of like a if we are seeing every week, it'll be fewer things, or every other week we'll, I, we'll start seeing. I think they realize that standard size. They got ahead of themselves. Not. By any fault of their own, just right. with everything going on. And so, yeah, I could see them saying, hey, we don't want the same shit that's right. been going on in the last three months to happen again with yes. not being able to get Absolutely. stuff or release And you stuff. also got to wonder, did it just get caught up, right? Because, you know, yeah. they produce ahead of time, right? Yeah. So they say, okay, well, we got all this stuff coming in. Let's push it out. And then they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> that's true. Everything's here. Yep. You know, and our next stuff can't get here because factories are closed or yeah. shipping is fucked up or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Very true. Um, another big thing uh, that did come out this week or this past week was uh, the 40K FAQ. And they said in that announcement that the Age of Sigmar one will be coming out. Did they say by the end of the month? By the end of the month, okay. yes. So hopefully the next two weeks here. Uh, yeah, we'll have the AOS and hopefully we'll have it sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll definitely be uh, talking about that on our <coughs> yeah. next, next episode yep. for sure. The 40K stuff, you know, there's some changes in it, but a couple of the scoring changes happen and then points values. And that was it, you know, right. doesn't seem ground groundbreaking just at no, first sight, but it shouldn't be groundbreaking yet. Correct. Right. We're only six months in. Correct. Uh, who, you know, and then also without major events all over the place. Yeah. Hard to get a really strong feeling about what's working and what's not. 
the changes that they did made, I think, sound interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how huge of an effect they're going to have. You know, we, we talked about it before, I think, last Friday with right. Ray and I. And I, just off the top of my head, I can't. I can't see myself saying, oh, I would have won that game had this change been there. Right. You know? Well, as, you know, in our experience, most games are settled before that yeah, point, right? absolutely. But, you know, I guess in a really tight game back and forth, maybe it could come into play. I'm not sure. So, in case you guys haven't saw it, or if you haven't looked at it yet, um, two of the changes were now it's a it's just a dice roll to see who goes first and who goes second. Um, and then the other change is uh, the second player scores at the end of the last turn instead of at the start of their turn. Right. So they're saying, hey, we'll give you a chance to jump back on the objective that your opponent took. I don't know. It, just, yeah. it doesn't seem like that huge of a deal to me. I do like the forced go first. I, I agree. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah. You know, and it takes away that option. Just whoever wins goes first. Yep. Go. Yep. Let's do it to it, boys. Right. Yeah. I, also, I also think the Age of Sigmar method would have worked very well <laughs> for 40K, too. Yeah. It would have, because there's some incentives to not take minimum size units, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you know, if you're really trying to consolidate your army down to get that advantage to go first, that's one of the really cool things I like about Age of Sigmar is yeah. how the, how you determine who goes first. Yep, I agree. Uh, so I think that's it for stuff right now. Um, next month we will be getting Slanesh though, uh, sometime in February. That looks like what's going to happen. Yeah, so probably a two week break and hopefully Slanesh first part of February. I think we're ready for another Broken Realms book sometime too. Uh, I mean, do you think they would release those together? I don't know. Maybe. I I have no idea. Yeah, you know, you figure if they're gonna push a summer release for the next edition, which is what we're all guessing, they haven't announced it. But you know, you only have X number of months between now and then to get all these Broken Realms books out. I'm wondering if they would if they would wait a year for the next edition. I, Just because yeah. basically fucking nobody played for this year. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, that's that's a thing. But it's not a it's not about Honestly, they didn't really give a rip if people yeah. are playing or not. It's about their sales schedule, right? Yeah. And every time they put out one of these big releases, it's a massive, massive sales spike. So usually what we're seeing is 40K, Age of Sigmar, and then a year of Necromunda or Warcry yeah. or whatever, 40K, Sigmar, then another you know, off release. Yeah. That's kind of the pattern they've been following lately. Unless maybe this summer they'll, they'll drop the forge or the the ninth age shit. No, they're ways off on that. Think so? so I think they yeah. just released a map about and, it the other and, day, and that's going to be like a blood bowl type release, man. Uh, they're not. That could be the big summer release. Could be. I just don't see them going full full force with the Age of Sigmar release yet. That's all. Well, if you would have already paid up on the last meat bet we had, I would make it's a not fair. You haven't won yet. I would make another meat bet with you right here. It is. It is. You have not won yet, and I'll be happy to make another bet with you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not bet on this. This is a far-fetched idea I'm just trying to talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm just getting some content here, boys. Oh, okay. This is no, just conspiracy no, yeah. theory going on yeah, here. Yeah, this is some QAnon uh, fucking right. podcast fair, here. Fair enough. <laughs> I just think, we, as you can't hear my shrug, my massive shrug I'm doing over here. But, uh, yeah, you, I think it's pretty much a given we're going to see a new edition. Now, along your lines, I would love for it to be next summer. Yeah. So that we could have a year baking with all the Broken Realms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be really, really great to have a year of that on this cool current rule system before we move on to well, another Well, it's kind of like all the Psychic Awakening books with 40K in the Ninth Age. You didn't even get all the books out, and then all of a sudden Ninth drops. Like, right. are you kidding me? Right. And then, oh, well, these were, and I'm sure they were, they were written with Ninth in, in yeah, mind. I get that, but 
give it a year, get some fun out of it, and then now you have a whole new set of fun when the, when right. the new edition drops. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that strategy, but we're not in charge. Maybe that could be my my retirement gig. It could be. I'm gonna go apply to GW. I think they'll uh, let your remote in. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Nice. Yeah, and it won't be a problem at all. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I think you'd be pretty shocked at the real estate prices in Nottingham. No, it'll be fine. It's totally fine. I'll live in the countryside. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have some hedgerows and shit in my yard. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kind of hard to miss over there. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think that's it for new releases, unless you guys can think of anything else. Oh, I can't think of a thing. I think you nailed it. No, but I still have 35 swaggers at home, so but they do come up broken, <laughs> ready hey, to roll. I think some of your Death Guard shit's still at uh, Evo, so yeah. you can go back in there and buy you, back from Larry. you're going to give me a killer deal on it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Larry, I know what you paid for this. Hook <laughs> right. me up. Right. At, the, at this point, yeah, he might. he's had it for so long, he might even be able to buy it back for less than <laughs> Just like a pawn shop. Right. Does this work like a pawn shop, Larry? No, I'll go in there, and I will buy it off him. And it's just, you know, because he's not going to sell back to you for, for anything less, but he might sell it to me for less because he wants to get it off his shelves. Right. So they're out off the shelves. That's right. It's just done. All right. It's just locked up cash. That's all it is at this point. Why don't you finish the your Admech Army first? The gears are in motion, boys. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next segment. You got it. We'll be right back, guys. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, so in this last segment, the main segment, we're going to talk about Jeff's uh, Idna Deepkin army that he's started, what, a couple weeks ago now? Yeah, I started playing a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I've had it built for yeah three, four weeks. How long have you owned it for? A year and a half. Nice. I feel like it's been longer than that. Has it? Two, year, two years? Yeah. It's probably been two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I got it in the spring. Um, no, in my defense, I unloaded an army I wasn't playing and got this as a future project. I didn't run out to the store to just buy it. There was an opportunity. Yep, you got a good deal. Get out of an army I wasn't interested in and get into something I was hoping to be eventually interested in. What did you get rid of for this? The Stormcast. The Stormcast, like the original. OG oh, one. okay. My okay. red Stormcast. I think I made out okay. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Yeah, you came out on top. That's for sure. I did. <laughs> yeah, traded <laughs> trade an absolute... Trash army as far as its performance on the table to replace it with something that would uh, actually compete with the top armies out there. I, I think I made out like a bandit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about the updates from the Broken Realms Marathi book. Uh, now that Jeff's had a chance to play some games with it uh, to kind of see if what we thought was good actually turned out to be good and and that kind of stuff. Um, so go ahead, Jeff. You played uh, what three games with them now? Yeah, I got three games in. What kind of list are you running right now? So the list I'm running right now, uh, the All-Star, uh, Big Turtle, the Leviathan. I'm running one of those. He's backed up with two of the Alaplex Sharks. Then I'm running two units of six Morsar Eels. And then a unit of three, what are they, Ish, Ishlan Eels. The, that's the defensive Eels. And then I also have a unit of ten Thralls. And I also have uh, the, uh, what's the king? Uh, Volturus. Volturus, yeah, I got Volturus in there. And then the other the other character, the Soul Scryer, the one that lets you come in off the, off the board edge. Oh, the cheating motherfucker. Yeah, the cheating motherfucker, that's him. Okay. Yep. Cool. I only have one. <laughs> yeah, but he carries two units. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm running right now. It's uh, right at 2,000 points on the nose. 
I've been quite impressed with it in the games that I've played. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Uh, <laughs> fucking two years. Two years later, man. Like you would have thought, hey, this this army was hotness two years ago, and now it's better than probably then. It's better than ever right now. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I with don't the know. current meta, it's fucking amazing. With the current, yes, with the shooting, mm-hmm. the shooting is popular. Now you weren't you weren't running shooting with what you played against it. Um, oh, if I would have, you would have got my catapults because you're stupid. Right, board um, edge charge. My point being and you is that you would have shot stupid eels <laughs> that have a two up save, right. three roll ones. My point being is that you weren't playing something that was adversely affected by its boost in strength. No, I was just adversely affected by its strength overall. Oh, and your shitty list you brought. I wasn't a shitty list. Hey, run and charge, man. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> never did you get to run and never charge? Never fucking worked the entire game. No, nope, not once. <laughs> not once. Oh, uh, I think the list is awesome. I love the, the new stuff in it, too. I Yeah, I really like the new stuff in it. I think uh, the... The big winner with the with the Alaplex Sharks is the net option, which yep. is, of course, the one I took. That ability to keep an enemy unit from consolidating in is absolutely powerful. Now, for <laughs> folks that you know aren't familiar with the Deepkin, um, why why do they have a winner? Why are they kind of relevant again? What what they get? Well, the the main <clears throat> scroll rewrites. There right. you go. Yeah, yeah. They, okay, the, sure. The sure the, yeah, sure. The Marathi update, the Broken Realms. So that introduced some updates to a few War Scrolls. Um, I'm using two... Which gave some variety to the list. Right, which is a great thing. Both these units were were sweet looking, but they both need a rewrite. Exactly. Yeah, they were very, very mediocre before. And the the two units I'm talking about here are the Alapex Sharks and the Leviathan, the Big Turtle. Uh, They also upgraded the Big Eidolon character riding on the wave. I think the combat version of him has some play in some builds. Okay. Just not the build that I'm... Running with this, though, I do plan on expanding what I have to include a list that would include him. Good, just because I think that model's so cool. Yeah, they just need more thralls. What's that? You just need more thralls. Yeah, they're on the way. Yep. Yep. Twenty more coming in. Cheesy motherfuckers. They'll be here in uh, a week. <laughs> At least you can run and charge against that army. That's right? true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very true. So you yeah, so go through some. Thralls with those, uh, I don't even know what they're called anymore. Mortec crawlers? No, the other, the uh, Duke, the multiple, head, multiple heads. Oh, oh, my stalkers? Stalker, there oh, you yeah. go. They'll go through some thralls. There you go. Oh, yeah. How many wounds those guys have? Four. Excellent. So do you your bonus against three or four? A four. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they have three. Oh, do they? Yeah. For that game? Yep. Yeah, until the next game yeah. you play? It's, when you take Petrifex now, you can just remove wounds from okay. you guys if you want Just to, to maximize. Yeah. Yeah. Your ability to minimize your Just opponent. go first Correct. with them, okay. and then you'll slice them down before you even get a chance. Now if it's turn three. Well, don't charge him turn three. <laughs> <laughs> There's an easy solution to that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Sharks in particular, uh, they got a big change in one of their weapons where if you roll a hit with the weapon, the unit that it hits, you don't even have to kill anything. Uh, that unit is then kind of ensnarled in the nets, and they can't pile in in that next combat phase. Which anytime you're controlling your opponent's movement, that's great. Right. And, yeah, and so you're able to really come in with your unit of eels, just hit that unit super hard, and then really take a minimum number of attacks back at you. And that's just awesome. Just awesome. And the other big change 
is that they made the Leviathan, the big turtle, a lot more effective. Yeah. So he actually has some really solid impact hits when he charges. His actual attacks do a crap ton of damage. Oh, his jaws hit on twos, wounded on twos. Yep. Big ass damage. Three, yeah, three flat. I thought that was the D6 one. No, those are three flat. Okay. Uh, if you roll a six to hit, it just does three mortal wounds. Okay. And then if you're fighting against a monster, it does six mortal wounds instead. Okay. Then you um, got its fins, which are sweet. The fins do four flat each. I mean, he just has an ability to do it. Uh, I mean, you can, if you hit and wounded with everything and everything got through, I think he'd do 28 wounds. That's really good. And that's not including the impact hit on the charge. And how many points is he? 340? Yeah, and see, that's not even bad. No, it's not bad. You know, most, um, most big monsters like that are 400 plus. Right, and in, in the games that I've, I've played, I have not found him to be overpowerful, but not underpowerful. Yeah. He feels like he should for 340 points. You know, I, I don't think I'm cheating my opponent by having him on the table. I don't think that it's so good that I'm abusing you know, the person I'm playing against yeah. by having this model out there. But at the same time, I don't feel like... I'm being punished for taking a super cool big model. Like, yeah. Like you feel with like the Gorgons or something like that, you know, where you're like, oh, I paid, you know, 250 points for this thing that I'd be lucky if I get two damage a turn <laughs> out of it. Yeah, they're definitely getting closer to making monsters right. Right. And the other huge change for him that's awesome is that he doesn't start uh, degrading until he's halfway dead. Which I wish they would just FAQ that right now and then it would be change nice. it all for every monster. It, it really would be nice. Yeah. Because uh, that... One thing right there makes all of the large mm-hmm. mo- models pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, For some sure. are still going to be winners and losers. Oh, yeah. But I mean, some of them, oh, you lost two wounds or three yeah. wounds now. And now all of a sudden you hit on four instead of a three. It's right. Like, are you kidding me? It's brutal. Yeah. You know, and especially when you're paying such a high premium for that model. Mm-hmm. And then to have him hit, just lose effectiveness after just getting scratched. Yeah. And it's just rough. And it's so easy to do three wounds to something. Just so easy. Yep. You know, so at least in this case, he's got to take, I think, nine wounds before he starts dropping, which is, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I've really liked it. And, you know, the Morsar Eels are just as awesome as they ever were. Yeah. And um, have the little unit of the Ishlan, the defensive Eels in there, because the Leviathan also gained this great ability <laughs> where anything within 12 inches is treated as if it's in cover. Yeah. Or actually, it's gets plus one armor save. Not even cover. Just plus one armor save. Yeah, it used to get cover. Yes, you're right. It did used to give cover. Uh, so then you combine that with the innate ability of the Deepkin to get cover in uh-huh. turn one. So those eels, which are normally a four-up save within 12 inches of him, are now a two-up save, yeah. and they ignore rend. And you have to shoot at them if they're the closest. Right. Yeah, because the whole army, an overall army ability, is you always have to shoot at the closest Deepkin unit. So you just put them in the front. Yeah, they're definitely a meta choice right now. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. You that's, put them in front, turn one. Good. All good. those shooting bastards trying to come at you, got to shoot them. Yep. Good, good luck. Oh, they have four wounds each? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, 12 wounds to yeah, chew through. 12 wounds to chew through. Yeah. Good luck. It's a great unit. It really is. Now, having said, I played a game against uh, Jacob last week with his you know, his uh, Oryx. Uh-huh. And if he would have played that a little smarter, he was giving me a run. Yeah. Now, granted, we were playing Knife to the Heart. It was a great mission for him. Who yeah. They only want to do one thing. And, then, you know, that really played into his hand. And I got lucky that he forgot that my whole army flew. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't position things, you know, exactly like he should have. And he just left me a couple holes where I was able to, 
And I also won priority for turn three. Uh-huh. So I was able to jump over some of his units and, and grab that objective and just kill, end the game right there. Um, that being said, if he would have won that priority roll, I'd have been in trouble. Yeah. What's your uh, kind of ultimate goals with this project? Uh, the ultimate goals is to print it to uh, paint it up to a nice standard. I want it to be one of my nicer looking armies I have. I just I really like the models, yeah, and I think they deserve a, a quality paint job. Also, I don't have a billion of them to paint, so that also lends to being able to do a little bit nicer job mm-hmm. without having to feel I need to rush through it. So I'm going to do that up, and then I also have plans on. Again, building that alternate list option, but that's only going to include like an extra, well, it sounds like a lot, but 50, but they're all infantry, so yeah. it's not too bad. Good. So, yeah, that's it. You have color choices yet? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, orange cloth with uh, purple highlights or purple accents. Okay. So, like your Dark Eldar? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Dark Elder. Okay. Yeah, cool. maybe a little bit different orange, maybe, but yeah, basically. And I, I like how that looks. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, those are their armor, and or no, those are their their cloaks. Oh, I was gonna the skin. Yeah. So the skin, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use like a, my plan right now. I gotta see how it's gonna look. My plan is to go with like a elf flesh, so a light yeah. flesh, and then I'm gonna throw a. Very thin down, um, like a turquoise wash over top. Oh, over their skin. Over the skin, and then highlight back up in skin. So it'll leak like kind of turquoisey in the recesses. Oh, that'd be cool. And then yeah, and then kind of elfy looking. So it'll you know, kind of an idea where they look like they're kind of in the water. Yeah. As Ryan's microphone's falling over here. <laughs> I don't know what to do at this point. It's gonna fall. <laughs> I'll just hold it. We're good. I think we're about <laughs> done this segment. So that's it for my deep can right now. I know it's not. Super interesting, but it has been interesting to see the the changes and how they've affected things, and it's also very fun to see an army get revitalized by the Broken Realms. Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm happy that you're doing the project. You've had them for a couple years, so it's going to be cool seeing you put your paint scheme on them, and uh, I really like that the Sharks and the Turtle are actually playable now. Um, Very much so, because you know one of the reasons that attra- one of the things that attracted me to the army was the turtle, the yeah. Leviathan. Absolutely, I was like, this oh is, yeah, when it first came out, you're like, this oh, is sweet. It's one of the coolest models I've ever seen. And what what did it start at? Like four hundred points or something? Yeah, he's four. I mean, it was just it was like four eighty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah then, you're right. It was more than four. Right, he just wasn't good. And, yeah, and he was yeah not worth anywhere close yeah. to that. He wasn't even worth the three forty yeah. it is now. Right, and so. Th- that was one of the things that I really wasn't super motivated to get into this army right now because the two best models, Leviathan and Eidolon, weren't playable. Correct. So it's like, do you want to just do this repeat of eels over and over and over again and have that on the table? Yes, you know, please. Or, what's that? Yeah. That's, yes, please. Yes, please. Fucking, everybody else apparently doesn't have a problem right. with that. <laughs> but that just didn't sound super interesting to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I was a little patient with it and just didn't rush forward to what was the automatic build yeah. two years ago, and my patience paid off and now I actually have some interesting models that I'll be putting on the table. Good, yeah, cool, awesome. Well, hang on just a second. Ryan's gonna fix his mic and uh, we'll come right back and we're gonna wrap up the show. Okay, Ryan has his mic fixed, and we're back, and we're here to wrap up the show. It only took him four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish we had, I wish this was the video, and we could have time-lapsed it. Right, I'm 
barely keeping my eyes open here. I'm so tired from watching you do all that work. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, I hope you found the, our talk of the uh, Deepkin kind of interesting. It was, again, like I said, a fun project to get into, and I'm really looking forward to tackling over the next few months. Uh, one other thing that we wanted to bring up is that I think we're going to do a little format change on the show here. I know we originally started out wanting to kind of cover uh, AOS as well as 40K, but we're not really doing as much 40K as we were envisioning when we started the show out. Um, so our passion is leaning a lot more towards Age of Sigmar than it is 40K. We still will dabble, and we might mention it here or there, but I think as far as topics go, we're going to be focusing on Age of Sigmar here going forward. The only exception is when Tyranids inevitably get a new Codex release. I'm going to be joyous. Yeah, like I said, you might see a, a episode or two pop up just as something grabs our interest that we just can't help but talking about. But for the most part, we're going to be focusing on the Mortal Realms and how to dominate there. We'll also probably bring 40K back in 2024 when Heavy Intercessors finally get released. <laughs> That's a given. Yep. Yeah. So see you guys in three years. I might get back into it at that point. <laughs> As soon as Death Cards start dominating, you're back in all the way. Nah. Might be an ad back army out for sale here soon. <laughs> That's right. You got to build your fourth Death Guard army you built, right? Nah, this might be five. Five? Jesus. Okay. Yeah, we're not kidding either, folks. We're totally not kidding. Jeremy's had multiple death, different Death Guard armies over the years. Yeah, they've all been different, too. <laughs> At least he's consistent. I told you, it doesn't count until you get to seven. <laughs> You know, that's a good right. point. Yeah, yeah that's a very good point. argue with that. All right, so what, 11th edition? You'll be putting your final <laughs> one together? Yeah, well, that'll be it. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for coming tonight. Hopefully yeah, you enjoyed. Yeah. And remember, if you're Cobra Kai, you kick ass. Don't be a pussy. Oh.